Bless you. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is our inter- inaugural podcast. <laughs> Whenever I decide to post it, if I can ever yes. get the editing down. Number one, number one, number one, right? Number one. Number one podcast, right? Well, I <laughs> planned on posting the last one, and it had really bad it didn't sound. Happen. It had bad sound. Let's just, let's just put it at it didn't happen. Okay, didn't happen. We had some good conversations in there, though. Yes, we did have some dis- good conversations. Dis- I was very disappointed that you did not post that. But on the light, on the on the side point, though, is that a lot has happened between the time we recorded that one. Like I think it was right before Thanksgiving, and now. Yes. Because now we have a Star Wars trailer, an yes. Ant Man trailer, rumors about Superman v Batman. We got Amanda Waller. Yeah, but we also talked about the whole. DC lineup happening within the next what ten years of it is it? It's like, like five like years, ten years, or something seven, like that. So ten years, yeah. So something like that. Yeah. So start with the introductions. I am Zach, nerdy wise guy. I have to my right, movie master Jay, in the house. <laughs> yes. So to start off, I had a couple points that I wanted to bring up. Now I was saving this one, all right, and you probably already know about it. Uh, but you are what people would call a sneakerhead. Yes, I am what they call a sneakerhead. Why don't you, why don't you, why don't you tell people what a sneakerhead is? <sighs> well, what a sneakerhead is, is a person who has an affinity for tennis shoes, sneakers. And sneakerheads can be one of many things. They can be, you know, specific to one brand. They can be specific to one style. I have actually branched off and started to become a full-fledged sneakerhead and looking at actually different brands and other styles as well. Okay. So, that being said, it is 2015. Yes, it is. And for most sneakerheads, I'm sure it's a big year because that is the year that in Back to the Future 2 is where Marty McFly went to and had the Power Lace Nikes. They were actually called the Nike Mag. I know what you're getting at. <laughs> yes. I'm sure you probably already heard about this. I hadn't talked to you about it specifically because I wanted to talk to you about it here. <laughs> so I read an article that said that Nike has plans. They are hoping to release the first power lace shoe by the end of 2015. Yes, they are. Designer Tinker Hatfield, who, if you are a sneakerhead, you know who Tinker Hatfield is. I think it's hilarious that you even know his damn <laughs> Yes, I know his damn name, okay? He has designed many a Jordan. He designed a Nike mag that Marty McFly wore in Back to the Future 2. And this is actually going to be the second rendition of the Nike mag. But in this instance, it's actually going to have, it's supposedly supposed to have the power laces. If a sneakerhead knows, if you're listening to this and you are a sneakerhead, you know that some years back, Nike did release only a, a very select few pairs of the Nike mag or a replica of the Nike mag that lit up but did not have the power laces and it was only available on eBay for auction. Some of those shoes sold for like $8,000. So realistically, these 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 replicas that Nike released a few years ago that are not power laced, if Nike then goes back and releases the same shoe with power laces in this year, then those things will be more valuable because they are not power laced. True. And people say my interests are complicated. 
In the tech world, it's pretty common that the more advanced technology you have, the more valuable it is worth. And in the shoe world, it's a possibility that the the non power lace ones could be more valuable than the the power lace ones. So what you're saying is, if I can find the original caveman Nike swoosh, you know, with some leaves and some sticks stuck together <laughs> with like this very primitive swoosh on it, that could be worth a lot of money. You're never going to find anything like that. But <laughs> hypothetically, yes, it, it's possible. Okay. You're okay. never going to find anything like that because Nike actually did not start as Nike, started as Blue Ribbon Sports. So we're not going to go into my whole oh sneakerdom and Nikes and all that stuff. So that's a whole podcast in itself. For yes, you. that's a whole nother topic. Now, for the record, though, you are Nike first. I am Nike any first. any other brand. Yes. Okay. I am Nike first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, I wanted to bring up that topic of news because I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, the <laughs> Cubbies, they have to they have to win the World Series this year. <laughs> they have to win. They have to beat the Florida Gators. Yes, but there are no Florida Gators, of course. Well, what, what does Florida have? Florida has the Marlins. Is that it? Just the Tampa? Uh, no, they also have the Tampa Bay Rays. Or Tampa Rays. So, one of those teams has... Which team would go to the World Series against the Cubs? Um, I don't know it, would be, it would be the Rays. It so would be, be the Rays, Rays yeah. versus the Cubs. Yes. The Cubs would have to win. Yes. In Game 7? Yes. They game would get seven. Game 7, I think it was, yeah. That would be so crazy. I wonder how <laughs> many people... I wonder how the odds uh, of Vegas would be. But my sports fans out there know the Cubs are not going to make it to the World Series. Hey, you know, prior to this year, no one said the Cardinals were going to you know, have a good se- uh, start season and have a good start season. Clearly, that's not the case anymore. We're gonna make history, man. We're gonna make history. Yeah, you Carson were. Palmer had to be crippled. But now your team is history, so Yeah, I know. I, all I want is a Super Bowl. It's, not much to ask. it's like at this point we're like up there with the Browns. No. See, you guys actually make the playoffs. The Browns don't even do that. I don't so. even know what the Browns do. I don't even know I still am confused what the hell a Brown is, technically speaking. A Brown their mascot is a dog. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Don't even start on those cheesehead guys. <laughs> That's just even more confusing. We're not going to get into sports sports stuff today. So, uh, real quick, I know you and I have discussed this a little bit on the side, but the new Star Wars trailer came out. Yes, it did. It came out a few while ago. Yes. Six weeks ago, actually. So, we're a little behind. But that's mm-hmm. okay. Star Wars is still coming. Yes. It is, we're literally within the same year as a new Star Wars movie is coming up. Brand new story. No George Lucas. No. How do you feel about that? I'm happy he's not writing. <laughs> I'm happy he's not directing. Directing I, directing I can handle, but his writing, it, He wrote all six movies. Yeah, but and one, know, two, and three were just, episodes just one, two, and three, they were just bad. See, I think the writing wasn't bad necessarily. Like, I think nece- I think the directing was bad. Like, a director is supposed to direct his actors and kind of make them have this kind of emotion to paint this picture so that when that actor comes out there and he plays his part, it's there. And the problem with that is, is that George Lucas is, like, sitting there... You know, I, I when I was listening, I was reading this thing uh, about George Lucas where apparently, like, Liam Neeson did this one face... Mm-hmm. And George Lucas really liked that face. And George was like, I want you to make that face every time you have this emotion. And Liam Neeson's like, I'm an actor. I'm going to portray the best face 
for that emotion. I'm not just going to do one face because you think it looks good. <laughs> and so apparently, rumor has it, that he literally, like, CG'd that face onto Liam Neeson's face <laughs> through the whole movie. Now, I don't know how true that is. I have no idea. But you got you to think about this, though. It started out, episode one, as many of the geek world would actually probably say is that they can't stand it. Or if you even watch The Big Bang Theory, Sheldon can't stand it either because he actually put in a one-hour block for them to complain about it on Star Wars Day. Do you know what Star Wars Day is? Of course, May the 4th. Okay, thank you. Don't you question my nerdum? How dare you, sir? (laughs) So, (laughs) it's not nerdum, it's geekiness, okay? Nerdum, geeky. Well, I don't know. you, You guys look at it. I mean, I enjoyed Phantom Menace. I really did. But... When they got rid of your big actor, big actor like Qui Gon, that hurt because he carried the story. He carried a lot of the story. And he, I liked Qui Gon. I really, I did. really propelled Obi Wan into kind of more of a badass. Like, I'll be honest. Like, when I watched Star Wars, I first saw Star Wars mm-hmm. back in like '92. Um, I saw it, and it was like Obi Wan was just kind of like this old guy that like you know didn't know how to use a sword. And then he died. And that was the end of it. And then he was a ghost. And then he was basically a ghost of Christmas past. And and then the prequels happened, and Obi-Wan was a badass then. Yeah. Because Qui-Gon was like this badass. He was his master. And then you see Obi-Wan kind of... He had to take on Qui-Gon's personality. Exactly. Hell, Qui-Gon was his teacher. Qui-Gon was his mentor. Exactly. So you know, so... I feel like that would be better in the long run. So with that being said, I would, I definitely agree with you. The prequels are not perfect, but no. uh, it has me intrigued because now we know what really bad Star Wars movies likes. We know what really good Star Wars movies like. Now mm-hmm. we get to find out where in the spectrum the new movies fall under. Because the trailer was pretty awesome. The trailer was awesome, but it left a lot to the imagination. Well, I think that's the point. Like, I, I, mean, like- no, I know, I know, that's exactly the point. Yeah. They left a lot to the imagination, so. All you see is the iconic Millennium Falcon, and that's it. That's all you really see. To be honest with you, I would be okay if they never release anything else. I'm like, fine with it. I, I mean, I, I do want to see the awesome poster, because Star Wars has always had great I'm posters. I'm fine with it, because I can take the mystery. This is a movie, regard. I mean, when episodes one, two, and three came out, I didn't care what was going to happen in them. I was going to go see them. Right. Okay? And I'm the same way with this movie. You know? I mean, we have a friend, and he had a lightsaber. You know our friend. He has a lightsaber in a box. I helped him move into his apartment. Oh. Okay. Not him. (laughs) Wait, which friend are you talking about? Oh, him. Yes. He had a lightsaber in a box. He did? Yes. And he did not realize that I was a Star Wars junkie. He thought I was nothing but sports. When he realized that, he's like, oh, wow. Okay, see, that's how big of a... I will have a lightsaber, okay? Big Bang Theory, where they're walking out with lightsabers and, you know, as let's the night light and all that. I would actually own those. The only problem is, I don't like, have anywhere to put anything like that. Yeah, and they're probably expensive, too. Yes. I would actually want to own that. <laughs> all right? So... so- like I said, I'm excited for it. I don't. Re- I didn't even need to see a trailer. Okay, I really didn't. All I needed to see was Star Wars flying at me, Episode Seven, and a day is coming out. That's right. all I needed to see. 
Now, I have something to ask you. Yes. Uh, how do you feel about J.J. Abrams making a sequel to Star Trek? I'm not mad at him. I mean, uh, you, you got to think about this. I am a Jenny. And if you don't know what a Jenny is, know people, Jenny is, you know what a Jenny is. I'm a Jenny. So that's the type of Star Trek I like. Now, Jenny is Star Trek Star, Next Generation. Star Trek Next Generation, yes. Okay. We assume that the people listening are just super yeah. nerds like you. <laughs> Leave me alone, damn it. <laughs> okay. But I've never been to a convention, damn it. Oh, Even though I would like to go. First anyway. time for everything. <laughs> anyway, I'm a Jenny type trick. So when they introduced these the reboots, I was very excited because I didn't I was not a fan of of Captain Kirk Star Trek. I was not a fan of Star Trek the first generation. I was not. I just I, wasn't. I wasn't until the reboots. I felt like the reboots kind of really made me interested in those characters. Yeah, I mean, it's... I know the story. I know the background of it. But I just was not a fan of it because when I, when I was growing up, the first generation Star Trek was off the air. It wasn't even being played in reruns. And all I got to see was the horrible, horrible movies they made. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's all I got to experience. Yeah, and it wasn't enjoyable <laughs> watching those <laughs> movies at all. Yeah. But so when they reboot, when JJ even reboot the whole series and gave you a completely different timeline to work with, I believe he set a new precedent. He set a new world, and he brought in a lot of new fans for those individuals that are just upset about that. All I can say, and excuse me, fuck you. Stop living in the past. <laughs> Grow up. Look at what's the future. You're not dealing with the same timeline whatsoever. Yes, you are bringing in one character from the original timeline. That's it. Just one character. You're only bringing in Spock. Leonard Nimoy is the only one from the original Star Trek that is actually in the movies. That man needs to learn when enough is enough. Yes, he does. But if they keep asking him to do it, I think he's going to do it. Mm. <laughs> I could do without Leonard Nimoy for the rest of my life for Star Trek. Yeah, <laughs> that's right? for damn sure. But he is the only one that they brought in from the original cast to this new series. Yeah. And that probably made a lot of people upset. But I, I like them. I like I love Zoe Saldana. I like Zachary Quinto. I like, uh, what's his name? Chris, Chris Pine. Pine. I like Chris Pine. You know, I love McCoy. McCoy, I love him. I love McCoy. <laughs> Carl Urban is great. Yes, good. Carl Urban is great as McCoy. I really love him to death. Love him. And Scotty, of course, love him. Oh, Simon Pegg's awesome. Yeah, uh, but I like it. Don't forget Sulu. I mean, don't, don't, I wasn't don't done be, yet, don't man. Don't forget my token Asian guy. I wasn't done yet with my boy <laughs> Sulu. I think you have actually a better Sulu with John Cho than you did when you had, um, what's his name? Um, George Sakai. I, I like this Sulu better. I do. Just because, you know, we all know George Scott. And I don't all, like the voice. <laughs> like my third of yours just screamed out, like, not George Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like John Cho. He showed me a lot when he sat in that captain's chair and he threatened Benedict Cumberbatch as Khan on that planet. Love that scene. I think that John Cho as an actor is a lot more underrated than people give him credit for. for those Very much so. Because of those comedy roles. I think in the right role, he would be really interesting. Now, speaking of Benedict Cumberbatch, mm -hmm. another thing that came out was uh, Benedict Cumberbatch being quite the talk of the town lately. I, I met Man is amazing. 
That man can soothe me to sleep with his voice. I don't even care. <laughs> that man's voice. Oh my god. <laughs> hey man, you you with a brother? You gotta say no homo when you say shit like no. that. <laughs> no, no, not for Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I'm gonna say it for you. No, that, that man's that man's voice just soothes me. <laughs> but no, um, so he's in Sherlock, which you still refuse to watch because you have a thing against British people. Or something. No, I just don't like. I don't like Sherlock Holmes. Well, he doesn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know the name. <laughs> um, he was uh, he was in the Star Trek movies. Uh, mm-hmm. He was in a couple movies. There's the movie he just was in, uh, Imitation Game. I really yes. want to see that. I actually do want to see that too. Really good movie. But he has been casted as Doctor Strange. Yes. Now, for those of you who don't know who Doctor Strange is, you are joining a very large club of individuals who have no idea who Doctor Strange is. He's very obscure. I'd probably rank him as a C-level hero uh, in the Marvel Universe. He's very, very little known. He's 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 up there with Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, with that being said, Guardians of the Galaxy was the biggest <laughs> damn movie of 2014, and it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it was fun. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it had a lot of good comedy. I mean, it was, in my opinion, one of the better Marvel movies out there. Um, yes. But, I enjoyed it. But Doctor Strange, he is basically uh, kind of... He's similar to Tony Stark as he was this cocky doctor who was just full of himself and kind of hated everything. And um, I'm grabbing all of this from an animated movie I watched that was extremely, <laughs> extremely drawn out. It was not good. Uh, but his cocky doctor, he uh, essentially gets into an accident or he gets hurt in some capacity and then he seeks out like some monks. I don't know how much of that is like pure comics or if that was just written in to make a 60 minute movie, but he goes to these monks. He tries and tries and tries to learn their healing ways so that his hands can get better. That way he can go back to being a good neurosurgeon or whatever. Hmm. Uh, Then he ends up being really spiritual and getting into the martial arts and stuff. And he um, basically becomes the uh, master magician of the universe guy who does a lot of like bullhorn freaking things. He, uh, okay. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So he wears a really goofy outfit. I am more curious the outfit. Have you seen his outfit? Uh, do you know what Dr. Strange looks like on a normal basis? Yes, I do know what Dr. Strange looks like. Yeah. If you don't know, I want you to Google Dr. Strange, go to images and you will see the most obscure, just this is like some straight up labyrinth costumes that David Bowie would wear. Okay, that that is how. And if you didn't know what labyrinth was, and you don't know who David Bowie is, you must also Google them because I am young and I know who those are. So you should be ashamed of yourselves. Um. So that's interesting. I'm I'm more curious because Marvel is known to be kind of cheap. They don't pay much to their actors. You know, there was a big, there was a big salary dispute oh, with the Avenger guys, um, and so I'm curious how they were able to get. You know, maybe they're just racking up cash because they're like, oh, you know, we're the big dogs now on the campus, but they are essentially getting a really kind of like, you know, he's getting up there to be an A-list actor. It's called royalties. That's what it's called. That's how they're getting people. No, yeah, but I mean, you know, Chris Evansworth, I guess, was really upset. Chris Evans was upset, you know, about not getting big enough paychecks. But, I, I mean, I know that Samuel Jackson was having some disputes with them, you know, about his movies that he was in. So was Robert Downey Jr. 
Well, Robbie Downey Jr. actually got to ask. I mean, he actually got that money. Like, yeah, he's he like got that money. 50, I think he's getting like $50 million just for the two Avengers movies he signed yeah. in. And that's just the Avengers movie. Yes. I don't even think that counts for Captain America 3, but the Civil War. What it is is a lot of his money is coming off the back end, too. Yeah, he's so. gotten some redonkulous money coming. So that's definitely interesting. It's tying in with their big slate. Mm-hmm. That they released um, similar to DC. DC kind of did their slate, and they, um, you know, it was kind of like an earnings call, so it was kind of boring. And then Marvel actually did like a full on press conference where they brought on, um, you know, Black Panther, who's played yeah. by Chad Bronsworth. Chadwick Boseman. But, okay. <laughs> I got the initials right. <laughs> um, and he was good in, uh, was it 42? He was in 42. Uh, That's 62. How did, don't you ever. I was see. mixing it up with that other baseball movie, like 61. 61. Yeah. All right. He was in 42. He played Jackie baseball Robinson. Baseball movies need to stop using numbers for titles. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know who Chazwick Bozeman is, he hasn't really done a lot of movies, and the main movies he's done are biopics. Black so, biopics. Yes, they're black biopics, but he's also a black man. So what do you expect? I'm just saying. So, for, but, <laughs> as a black man, I think he's he done 42 and he did not get the best of reviews for playing James Brown and get on up, but I believe that was an ill-timed release. So, but that's another, that's a whole nother podcast in itself. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, he's Black Panther. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, he's basically like one of Marvel's like three black superheroes. Yes. Uh, and he's African. He's like an African cat or something. I actually don't know anything about him. I think the, I know very, very little. I think the thing about him is I think he has like some magical gem that gives him like superpowers, like agility. And if I remember correctly, he has like a gem and he had he practices some type of voodoo as well. Some okay. type, some type of African spiritual religion. That's some serious stereotyping right there. <laughs> uh, hey, it, it's an African man. What can you want? He climbs um, around in the trees. He has a hood on, and you know it's. Basically, he has, like, a spirit bag on his hip. You don't think that's, like, overly sensitive, have putting a black man on a hood? What? I'm just saying. Ha, ha, ha. I'm just, you know, just did something to be said. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's interesting because the big deal was they came out with Black Panther and Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. who are basically their, you know, num- like, Miss Marvel is a big heroine in the, mm-hmm. in the Marvel Universe, which... I know very little about her at all. I know um, very little. All I, only thing I know from her is from X-Men. So. Yeah, and that's where that's Rogue it. learns how to fly. That's, yeah. that's as much as I know. That's that how Rogue is supposed to learn how to fly, but we're not going to talk about the X-Men oh, movies. Oh, yeah, I know. That's a, Please, well, that's a, that's a topic we're going to be covering mm, later. We're going to cover that later. Yeah. Like, well, don't worry, people. We will cover the past Marvel fuck-ups. Okay? <laughs> we will. We will cover that at some point in time. But... So, uh, with that being said, the, you know, DC's got Wonder Woman and Cyborg. Mm-hmm. Now, Cyborg's like way back end, but yeah. he is getting his own movie, which is a big deal. Because Cyborg, until recently, was kind of a relatively obscure character. Yeah, well. he really was obscure. He he was he was known for, he was known in the youth movement, of course, because of the Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to see him getting a push, because... On your recommendation, I started watching a lot of the Justice League animated movies. And, so good. You know, so that's, you know, giving me a lot of insight into Cyborg. So I'm actually enjoying that. If I'm nothing else, it. I get to have, I get to have the DC animated movies if the live action movies that pan out. 
So, some rumors for the live-action movies, speaking mm-hmm. of which, um, the Superman v. Batman, or Batman v. Superman, whatever the hell it's called, mm-hmm. um, there's some rumors going around. One is that the trailer for Batman v. Superman is supposedly going to get released with Jupiter Ascending, that Channing Tatum, uh, Mila Kunis movie that, you know, is done Mila Kunis. by the Wachowski people. Yes. Um, and I'm interested... Because God knows I saw the Comic-Con trailer stuff, the leaked footage, and it was so good. So, so impressed. Um, you're not sold on Batfleck. No, I'm not, so, I'm not sold on him. I was sold the moment they released that still on him, just kind of sitting there brooding. And I was like, okay, this is, this is, this is going to be good. Um, the other rumor, though, because this was originally supposed to come out in 2015. This was supposed to be a huge year of the nerd. And then <laughs> DC backed out. But now, apparently, DC is thinking about splitting Batman v Superman into two movies, which I'm surprised but excited for. Because one that gets me a movie in 2015 would be Batman v Superman Enter the Night with a K and Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, which makes the subtitles a little bit more useful, Mm -hmm. I think. But it definitely has me really curious where they're going to go with that just universe because Man of Steel I really enjoyed I loved Man of Steel I actually but, really enjoyed Man of Steel as well but there wasn't much for universe building in that movie like the only real universe building is that you know Zod threw you know Wayne's satellite <laughs> down into a train station and Wayne was a lot more evident in there than you realize not really there was not one scene there was nowhere else yeah Home through that and movie. So was LexCorp. Well, LexCorp, but yeah, I feel like that's Superman related. You just you can tie that into Superman. Like this is the first time where really there's a full mention of like Wayne, like Bruce Wayne in mm-hmm. a Superman movie. They've always mentioned like Gotham and Metropolis in the two movies, but never something where they've actually complimented one another. So I'm really intrigued by that. Um, what do you think? Ben Affleck. You gotta let that go, man. I can't let it go. It was man. years I ago. Geely. Everyone has a bad movie, okay? He's had more than just Geely as a okay, bad movie. I'm just, okay, well, some people get really bad movies, you know? <laughs> Not everyone's perfect, okay? You know, I mean. Tom Hanks has been in some bad movies. Yes, but Tom Hanks has, his good movies have outweighed his bad movies, and. He's won Oscars. And Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck has won, won Oscars. Yeah, but he's ben never Affleck. he's never won it for acting. No, not yet. But he's- That's what Tom Hanks has won his for, for the job that he actually wants to do. Don't get me wrong. Ben Affleck, good director. I can't stand him in his movies. Why? I just don't like him. I don't know why. I think he comes off as a douche. Um, I think he... The only thing I've actually liked Ben Affleck in was when he did... A true life story or teen stories. It was long before you were born, you know, or actually you were born. It was in the nineties. It was. Right, uh, talk about that, like the tutor school, school ties. School no, ties. no, no, because no. he didn't even he didn't even have a line in that. He was in that. He was in it, but he did not even have a line. He had two lines. No, maybe. he didn't. He didn't say a damn word in school ties. <laughs> I don't know. All he did, all he did, was break up a fight and sing some songs in the bedroom when they were singing "Smoking Joe's Cafe." Okay, so if he was singing, wouldn't that mean that he had some lines? No, 
Because you didn't even know he was really singing. He could have just been mouthing the words and nothing came out. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. But he did this thing where, and um, also the lady that's, um, what's her name? The skinny ass chick that played Allie McBeal. She was also on. It was HBO specials that centered around teens. Ben Affleck played a steroid enraged high school football player who suffered roid rage and started just going crazy and it, it, that was the only thing I've ever liked him in. And <laughs> the Italian job. Okay. That, no, Italian that, was, job. that was Wahlberg. That was Wahlberg. Oh so, my God. See, you're hating a man. That's Wahlberg. You haven't even seen him in. <laughs> so that's Wahlberg. But yeah, I mean, I, I just don't like Ben Affleck. I'm going to reserve my judgment on the movie until I see him play it. But well, I'm not that excited about him playing that role. I'm just not. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll, we'll definitely see. Uh, real quick, before we get into the top movies for 2015 that we'll be discussing, uh, I have to mention a very quick thing about X-Men, and we're going to make this short because God knows you will get on a soapbox, and you will get on the top of another soapbox, and you will just be on top of several soapboxes, and you're a sneakerhead, so you probably got a bunch of soapboxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Anyways, um, so Channing Tatum officially announced for Gambit, and the Death Bulls will be coming out next year. Along with a Deadpool movie with mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds and a X-Men Apocalypse movie, which will basically be a direct sequel to Days of Future Past. Yes. Okay. Now, you are a huge X-Men fan. Yes, I am. You hate First Class. Despise it. You are just... You hate it. And you hate... I mean, everyone hates Last Stand. Yes. So... But... And then... Origins at Wolverine was pretty bad. And Wolverine, oh you were, like, in between on? Yeah, Wolverine, I enjoyed, but it left a lot on the table. Yeah. So, I like Days of Future Past. It was really, I thought it was really good. Uh, probably wouldn't be my top movie of the year, but no. I felt like it definitely was better than I thought it would be. Uh, Days of Future Past, I was impressed with. Um... I'm not, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to get in a soapbox about it. I, I enjoyed it. I liked how they put him in the future. I was actually disappointed on how we, we still don't know how, well, we knew Magneto was going to get his powers back because of Last Stand, but we still don't know why in the hell the professor came back. We just don't know. It's just a mystery. And we don't know how he gets his, his animantium back. We yeah, we don't. don't know how he got adamantium claws back either. So it's it's a lot of just they they missed a lot of stuff in Days of Future Past. But as as a movie itself, as entertaining and as it going back and building on something that they could actually build off of, it was good. Yes, uh, Apocalypse is really exciting. Deadpool yeah. is probably the most exciting. I could really honestly care less about a game movie. I think Channing Tatum will do good when he can. I, I honestly think it's going to be underwhelming. But Deadpool, I'm excited about. Because I love Ryan Reynolds. I'm yeah. one of the very few few people that actually enjoyed Green Lantern. I, no, um, you're not one of the, You're sitting next to a person that also enjoyed Green Lantern. Yeah. But I think Deadpool will be interesting. I'm curious, though, because you don't know much about Deadpool. But Deadpool breaks the fourth wall a lot. Yeah. But they destroyed the Deadpool name with Origins. Well, maybe they can revive it. You never know. I mean, he has a healing factor, so maybe it'll heal some of that bad taste. And X-Men Origins Wolverine. That's all I'm going to say about that. Just That's saying, it. I get that it was bad. So, you know, I'm excited. I think I think Dead, I think Ryan Reynolds can just he he, he was made for that role. That role yeah. is just perfect for him. You know, 
when he played Cade and that was his name in in uh, Origins was Cade, right? No. And what was his name? Cade. Cade. Wade, 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 Kate, Wade That Wilson. is who Deadpool's name is. Yeah, when he played Wade Wilson, I loved it. I loved it with the swords, everything. I loved all that. Except that I didn't like the fact that he actually was like pretty still. Because Deadpool is actually supposed to be like covered in warts and stuff because he has cancer. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, you're you're doing an origin movie. Okay. As Wade Wilson, he was cool. I liked him as the Wade Wilson. When he became Deadpool with the swords coming out, it just that actually sucked. wasn't even. I know that wasn't Ryan Reynolds, but it just sucked. Yeah, it was they bad. They killed the character. Yeah, they killed. It was. It was just they bad. Destroyed, they destroyed. Yeah, it was bad. It was a bad, bad, bad. All the <laughs> I mean, bad. Besides the bad. Um, if we haven't said it, it was bad. Did you ever watch the test footage for Deadpool? No. Off the show to you. It was like some linked footage. It was basically like the pitch. Mm-hmm. And apparently, after watching that, Fox decided not to go with a Deadpool movie until now. And I don't know how because the test footage was great. I just really enjoyed it. And but it was Ryan Reynolds doing the test footage. It was, it was basically all CG but it was Ryan Reynolds voicing it. Mm-hmm. And you could definitely tell like how aged it was because it was like Gwen Stefani on the radio <laughs> like doing the banana song. That's how old this clip is. But it, I, I'm intrigued. It's definitely probably my most interest, like most curious movie mm-hmm. next to the Suicide Squad movie, which comes I'm out next year. Very curious about the Suicide Squad movie. Very curious. You know, dedicating a whole movie to just villains. Um, the theory runs is because they went out of their way to cast the Joker. Yeah. For Suicide Squad, uh-huh. and the only reason I can think is that he is kind of like their. Um, I can't remember. That. It's like this item that all movies have, where it's just like. This thing everyone chases after. Anyways, like the Joker is this character where that's who the Suicide Squad is chasing after. Mm -hmm. That's why Harley Quinn is in the Suicide Squad. That's why Mm -hmm. all these characters are going to bundle up together to go after the Joker for whatever reason. So he's the rabbit. Yeah. Um, Interesting casting decisions. I think this Mm -hmm. is the first time that Will Smith will ever be in a big like superhero kind of movie. Like I don't count Hancock because that was like an original kind of story. Yeah. I and mean, they, the closest thing he came to was Hancock. Otherwise he has not been in a real su- superhero movie. Um, interesting choice. I wouldn't have put pegged him for Deadshot, but I will be interested how it will work. Um, you have to look at it though. He's really never played a bad guy. But technically speaking, he would be the protagonist in the movie. True, but we know that we know who Deadshot is. Yeah, he's a bad, and, and oh. he's a he's a bad mode scooter. He's not a bad guy. He's just a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean he, his intentions, his intentions for what he's doing are valid and justified. Yes. but what he does. It's not good. Right. <laughs> so it's not very moral. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I mean it'll it'll be interesting. Uh I'm I'm curious. I think it's hilarious. They have like um they have Captain Boomerang in there. Do you think they'll probably just call him Boomerang because I don't see them calling him Captain Boomerang. I think he will be he's going to be the character Captain Boomerang, but I don't believe they'll call him that. I think they may call him by his name. I think they'll call him Boomerang just because they're villains, so they'll 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 make fun of one another probably. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you'll you know he's Australian. Mm-hmm. So it's either that or call him a kangaroo. So I feel like <laughs> it's it's one or the other. Yeah. So uh that'll be interesting. Uh again, next to Superman v Batman, I would say that's probably my most interested movie for next year. 
Um, there's not really anything else. I think I am not sure, but they're still supposed to be making the Sinister Six movie, which yes. is still similar to this. But I don't feel like it's in the same light. Like this is all focused on villains, but Sinister mm-hmm. Six is like a movie where it's basically like Avengers in reverse, where all villains mm-hmm. get together to kill Spider Man. Yes, and so. I don't even know what's going on with that because apparently Spider-Man may or may not be sold back to Marvel because Sony is getting hacked and getting hacked by North <laughs> Koreans. So but, I don't, I don't know. What's going you know on with that. the the interesting thing about you saying something about the Sinister Six. I was reading some stuff on the online, you know, the other day about that, and this critic put out like his ten worst movies from uh you know from last year or whatever. He threw Spider-Man two in there. I can see that. I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think they did things correctly. I think they thrust the Green Goblin in there way too fast. I believe that they could have made a better decision in Electro. You know, that that whole Electro, I mean, he was just so blasé in that movie, man. It, I think they could have done better with that. And he was like, you know, oh, it was just a a, a prop for Sinister Six. And I'm like, you know, they had to build on something else. They had to build a little bit more. And by him leaving off with Gwen Stacy at the end of the first one, you had to get rid of her some way, somehow. Spoilers. You know, so, hey. It's been spoiler. out for a year. Get over it. it. Yeah, it's been out for a year. If you haven't seen it by now, something's wrong with you. The shit is coming on. <laughs> FX now, so. <laughs> you got to get over that. Oh. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean. I did call that. I knew that she was going to die in the second movie. Well, I could have told you she was, was going to die too, man. It was following exactly like Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. And so I knew it was like, you're setting it up. You have her die. Then you set him up in you know, this big redemption meet spiel for you know, the third one. I think the biggest problem with that is that it was Iron Man 2 of the Spider-Man universe. It was this yes. movie that was just with all these different people that people know for Spider-Man, but they don't have enough scenes, and mm-hmm. I just don't think that it was really worth it, in my opinion. I don't think that that was something that you really needed. But, you know, I, I did enjoy the movie. I thought it had some pretty good moments. I loved mm-hmm. that. One thing that I loved about the new Spider-Man is that I didn't really feel like you got out of the original ones, the Tobey Maguire ones, which, you know, they have their own merits, mm-hmm. but... Peter Parker is a scientist, and he's an intelligent human being. Please don't mention Tobey Maguire again when it comes to Spider-Man. He was, he wasn't, all he was was Spider-Man. He was never Peter Parker. He was Peter Parker in the nerdy sense, but he 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 didn't have the SAT. He was a nerd, but he did not have the intelligence. He was a nerd, yes. He did not have the SAT scores to back it up, no. But that's one of the reasons why I like the Amazing Spider-Man series is that, like, He's intelligent. He shows him making the web shooters. It shows him, like, thinking through. Like, the best scene for Amazing Spider-Man 2, spoilers, whatever, um, is that I moment... Make sure you watched it by now. <laughs> <laughs> when they're in Times Square, and those people are sitting on the, ba- the bleachers, and he's sitting there trying to get... Er- he's, like, rethinking every way of getting everyone off of the bleachers before they get electrified. My favorite part was him actually building the... The uh, or getting his webbing so it would actually withstand his he charge. Attempted, he attempted it. You know, because he didn't actually do it till the end. Of the movie. Yeah, I know, but that was my favorite scene was actually seeing him do that. Because he only got killed like four times with a giant battery. You know what? <laughs> Leave me in my geekiness alone. Okay, that's why I watch the Big Bang Theory. Leave me alone. I'm just saying. I like the science. Okay, I'm saying. I like the science. So that was my favorite scene. Even though he did not, he did not succeed until Gwen 
who is the number one student in the school, tells them how to do it. <laughs> but hey, you know, there we go. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We, we will see what they do with Spider-Man 3, if we can get a Spider-Man 3. All right. So, we've discussed 2016, but we've really mm-hmm. stayed off of 2015. It is Done. 2015. Yes, it's 20. This is a year I have been waiting for for, <laughs> like, three years, because this is the year where some of the biggest franchises either make their return or... You know, basically, they make their return. I think there might be like one or two that are just like brand new series, but for the most part, these are just tons and tons of classic sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, which we didn't talk about Ant Man, but we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah. So, first movie, biggest movie that you're probably going to be so underwhelmed by Avengers Age of Ultron. <sighs> Avengers Age of Ultron. Okay. Let me just start by saying. I did not see the first Avengers in the theaters. No, you didn't. And when I did see it, it did not overly impress me whatsoever. Because it was overhyped. Yes, it was very overhyped. It was too, it, too people too many people pushed it out to me. Oh my God, it's great, it's great, it's great. But see, the people that pushed that to me were not individuals like us. Yeah. They weren't. They were just people that wanted to go to a movie, see a whole bunch of stuff blow up, see a whole bunch of colors, and be entertained that way. You know, for the Avengers movie, for what it was, I enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I like the Avengers movie. I think the problem, I think the thing from Avengers movie was it's, it was the first time that you'd ever see like actual, like big, like you see five A grade stars all piled into one movie. Like it wasn't like one guy leading it. It was, you know, five different guys leading it. My thing is this. Now that all of these superhero announcements have kind of been Marvel announcing Civil War. Iron Man and freaking Captain America against each other. Batman versus Superman. Justice League. Wonder Woman. The Flash movie. Aquaman. There's a damn Aquaman movie coming yes, out. Yes, there's an Aquaman movie coming out. Um, giant ass Samoan. <laughs> um, Actually, I think he's white, isn't he? I think I don't know. I, he's Hawaiian. <laughs> he's I white, think man. I don't. Know, I don't know. We have the Rock as Black Adam. I mean, there's just like now that's a giant ass Samoan. <laughs> I mean, there's just there are tons and tons of announcements between when Avengers was released to now, like mm-hmm. tons and tons of stuff. I mean, you got Guardians of the Galaxy now, and to be honest with you. I was initially, like, intrigued by Avengers 2. Like, oh, you know, I want to see the next Avengers movie. But it's been three years now, and mm-hmm. I am just kind of like, I'll see it when it comes out. But I'm not like, oh, I got to go see that movie. Because it's like, it's to me, it's not raising the stakes. And that's the thing when you see a sequel is it has to raise the stakes. You have to constantly mm-hmm. raise the stakes, make the movie more interesting. Tell me why... Avengers 2 is going to be interesting because the, I think the biggest problem here is that we know what future movies are coming out. And so anything that happens in the Avengers, you're going to walk out of that knowing, or you're going to walk in knowing all of you guys make it to the next movie because <laughs> they got you scheduled. So yeah. it's like you, we know, like we know Robbie Downey Jr. is going to be the next Captain America movie. So he yeah. ain't dying. No. We know. Chris Evans is going to be walking to the next Captain America movie. Hell, we already know that freaking they're going to have a black, another black sidekick. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it to me is not as exciting as it originally was because it's just, to me, been there, done that. And that's what, to me, why I'm more interested with some of the more obscure stuff, like, uh, you know, the Batman, the DC comic stuff, because mm-hmm. DC hasn't done that. You have never seen 
Batman and Superman on the same screen no. together. But see, that your whole point of that, that's why I wasn't that hyped about the first Avengers movie. We all knew what was going to happen. We all knew that they were going to survive. We all knew that it was going to go on to something else, something bigger and broader. I mean, hell, even I don't, I'm not as online with you when it comes to that stuff, but I just find out about it because I troll. Because I send it to you. Yes, or you send it to me, either way. (laughs) But still, I knew exactly what was going to happen in the Avengers movie. I mean, they set it up with everything that came out. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't anything that I had to go see. When Avengers 2 comes out, you're going to make me go see it. <laughs> I, I'm going to go see it, but I'm yeah, not going in there with high, high expectations like I did with the first one. And it, I don't know why you went in there with high expectations to begin with. I just, it was this milestone moment. Like, this movie changes how all movies are done. Like, there are so many team collaborators now. Everybody's trying to create their own universes now. Like, I think Universal's trying to make, like, a movie universe where you know dracula and frankenstein and werewolf and whoever the hell else the mummy and please don't bring dracula up in this because that movie that this came out did you even see it no i didn't see it so why do you know maybe it's the greatest movie ever i'm just saying (laughs) you just mean mugging me and shit (laughs) i don't appreciate what was it called dracula untold something yeah i think that's exactly what it was called no I'm just saying. They didn't even... I mean, I like the guy that they cast for Dracula because, to me, and The Hobbit, he was great, but... He was pretty cool. You know, the whole point of the movie, the whole idea of the movie was just bad. So, but we're getting off topic. Avengers 2 is coming out. Like you said, I'm not going into it with any high hopes whatsoever because I saw Thor 2. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I did enjoy Captain America too. I thought that was a great one. I thought that was to me. Just, this is just me. And world, if you don't like this podcast, world, if you don't like this, fast forward. You know, like Captain America, Captain America two was better than Avengers for me. It just was. I think I, I actually will say that I like that better. I, did. I enjoyed just, that better. I think because it was a more focused story too. Like you know, Avengers was just like. It was just kind of bring them all together, make them all fight. Well, no, but it was like it was moving forward, but you never really, you don't get a sense of like unification. Like to me, it was like a big build up to one climax, and for a lot of people, it worked. But to me, like I don't go back to that movie thinking like, man, I want to see this movie again because it's a great movie. I want to see scenes from that movie because it was good scenes. Whereas Captain America Two, I would go watch the whole movie over again because the whole movie as a whole. It's good. It kept, it kept giving you stuff to to be entertained. With. Exactly. It kept giving you something. You know, when there's like slow moments, the dialogue is you know it's quick, it's mm-hmm. good. It's you know so it's joked. Yeah. And you know when, like you said, Avengers built up to one big thing, and that was it. Yeah. And then the dialogue in the middle is just blah. <laughs> <laughs> so so next, we, we covered movie. Star Wars. We covered Star Wars. Yeah. Um, covered so Star Wars. that that's big. Um. One thing that I would like to talk about, just because it ain't talked about much, did you know there's a Fantastic Four movie coming out this year? I did not know it was coming out this year. It is coming out this year, and they haven't so much as released a still to that movie. Should we be concerned? No, we should not be concerned. Because if you saw Fantastic Four with Jessica Alba, she was the best thing about the movie. Gosh. If you saw Rise of the Silver Surfer, Jessica Alba was the best thing about the movie. <laughs> but, I mean, you even had a big name like Lawrence Fishburne 
playing Silver Surfer, voicing the Silver Surfer. Thank you. He's voicing the Silver Surfer. His ass can't fit no damn Silver Surfer. Yeah, oh, hell no. Not with his big beer belly. (laughs) Morpheus, he got fat, (laughs) y'all. He got free, 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 free. He been been eating. I guess Gina Torres know how to cook. (laughs) But. So, so. Uh, the cast goes. I don't know who they picked for Doctor Doom, but I know that it is, um, is Miles it Teller. Is it Doom that they're fighting again? Probably. Okay. Uh, it's Miles Teller uh, as Mister Fantastic. Uh, really, not know who that he guy was is. in Divergent. He was the like snippy lawyer kid. He was the, from the lawyer faction. Okay. Oh, he was that, the kid that, that like he was her brother. No, 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 no. It was the snippy kid that was always like he was the one that like fought her. Like had an actual like fight. And okay. he was like constantly snipping okay, at her and like being a smart ass. Yeah. Okay. So he was in the movie Whiplash, and apparently he is like fantastic in that movie. And he's actually a pretty good actor from what I'm heard. So I think he is a good actor from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. But then you got Michael B. Jordan yes. as Human Torch, which yeah. I don't know if people know, he's black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um now I've heard in the comics that I stopped reading comic books because all the comic book stores in my Because he can't read closed down. <laughs> okay, there were there was not a comic book store. This is before the days of the internet. Sorry, people. You know. That his Coke bottle glasses don't work as well. Comics. <laughs> Y'all don't know right now. I'm giving him the finger <laughs> anyway. But my I, what I heard is that the Human Torch does turn into a black man later on in the comic books. I don't know if that's true. Or um, not. But I know, know Spider Man became black because he was a little Puerto Rican kid or whatever. But He's like half. Black, yeah, Puerto Rican. No, half black. Puerto like, apparently being just black wasn't It's the enough. one drop rule, man. Leave us alone. <laughs> okay. um, but, uh, I, uh, uh, yeah, I would have actually rather seen him as Cyborg. I really would have. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, we'll continue on. We have Michael B. Jordan playing the Human Torch. Yes, you have Jamie Bell as, um, as, um, the thing, or thing, really. Jamie Bell. You don't know who Jamie Bell is. Give me some reference for Jamie Bell. I mean, hold on. Let me look him up. I'm thinking of movies, but I know movies that you don't know. Like, he was in Jumper. I haven't watched it, but I know the movie. This is Jamie Bell. Showing me a picture. Okay. Uh, He was in uh, Tintin. He was the guy that voiced Tintin. Okay, I haven't seen the movie, but I know what you're talking about. I'm going to stop just telling you things that he's in, because you don't (laughs) know. Uh, We got Kate Mara, this invisible woman, Mm -hmm. or visible girl. I don't know about invisible woman. It doesn't sound as good. But, um, so there's that. So there's there's definitely some interest here for that movie. I'm just curious when we'll see it, because I feel like this is going to be, it's going to be like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where like three months before the movie's released, (laughs) we're going to drop a trailer, and then it's, it's out, and like, Yay! And it's just like, what? I don't know. What just happened here? I'm just not looking forward to it. Because Silver Surfer is a, one of the characters that I idolize. Because like, I just like him. You know? Well, I just like the Silver Surfer. But I, I'm not looking forward to the movie. I thought it was a bad idea to even redo the movie and reboot the movie. I think you should have just left the garbage as it is. Because you don't see them trying to reboot a Daredevil movie right now. <laughs> yeah, but that is coming Netflix. Yeah, the show is coming to Netflix. I think the show might be good. The show, I believe, is going to be a lot better because of what you've gotten with Arrow and The Flash. We'll see. I believe that since you've done those two shows and they're both be- they're both successful, 
I think you'll have a pretty decent Daredevil show. Marvel's done a great job of building like this giant universe, but my thing is is that DC has nailed TV shows. Yes. They just they do good TV shows. Period. Like Smallville, even before all this universe building stuff, Smallville's great. I loved Smallville. Yeah, you no, ain't watched a single episode. I've never watched a single episode. Of it. But Smallville's great, and it was you know ten seasons. That's that's a big deal for yeah. a comic book show. That's a huge. Um, that's a huge deal for any Shield show. for me. When Marvel's show, it was hard for me to attach to. Like mm-hmm. I bailed out because I was just like, I I'm just not interested in these people anymore. I forced yeah. myself to watch it again on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I did like it once, you know, the Captain America two stuff started coming in. Yeah, and the thing is with the with the Marvel world, you have to pay attention to their movies to get involved in their show. You know, but see that that I think that's one of the reasons why I, I kind of as and, much as I want to see Arrow in a DC movie, I like the idea that they're splitting it, like that there are yeah. two different universes. That way, I can watch just, the movies and I can watch the TV shows. And I don't have to worry about trying that's to interconnect. A much them. better idea because everybody won't watch the movies the same time that the, that the show is running. Exactly. You know, you have to go like you told me when I was watching Agents of Shield. You told me I should go see Captain America 2 before I start up on the second part of their inaugural season. I didn't do that. So I was kind of blindsided. And when I actually did see, finally did see Captain America 2, it made a lot more sense. But I enjoy Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just because the chick is hot. (laughs) I mean, I love May. (laughs) She is super hot. And man, she's like 50 years old. (laughs) She is. She's super hot. Uh, Sophia Bennett or uh, Chloe Bennett I'm sorry so Chloe Bennett she's hot too you know I even like I even like uh, the little English girl <laughs> I <laughs> she's like cool. the little English girl so you know and then even the even like the, I watch the, the show for a lot of even the guy characters but I also enjoy the guy that plays Coulson I like Clark Clark Gregg is awesome I like Clark Gregg a lot I think he's a great he's actor. a writer you know is he a writer I don't know he actually he, he made, he's written some stuff and um it, his movies are now escaping me. I just listened to a couple podcasts with him, and you know he he's a pretty cool guy. So um, yeah, I like Clark Gregg. I, I enjoy him. I enjoy Clark Gregg. I think he's a good actor. I like Agent Coulson. I like the character he plays as Agent Coulson. So okay, so big movies here. Movies that you were probably alive for the premiere on that I just caught after the fact. <laughs> We have Jurassic World, okay, Mad Max, and Terminator Genesis with a Y. Yes. Okay. So, of the three movies that are trying to make franchise comebacks, which do you think is more likely to succeed? Mad Max. Mad Max. Okay. That was the obvious pick. I'm uh, mm-hmm. curious. What do you? Why? Well, Mad Max was such a huge movie in the '80s. Mel Gibson did a great job with it. The cat, before the he went that, crazy. Yeah, before he went crazy and started being racist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you're looking at a movie that's taking its cast well. Tom Hardy, Nicholas Holt, Charlize Theron. You have a good cast there. When you're looking at Jurassic World, it's just the same thing over and over and over. How many damn dinosaur movies can you really make? What what's going Apparently to be so four. different? What's going to be so different about this one? What they're going to have a hybrid dinosaur? I guess here here's my thought though between Mad Max. Mad Max looks good mm-hmm. trailers wise, but 
I feel like Mad Max was during a time when oil, fuel, everything like that was a huge thing. Like that was that was the way of powering things, you know. Mm-hmm. And nuclear power was what shut down the world. So that dystopian future. Uh, that dystopian future was something that um, you know it was something that was more believable but nowadays we have electric cars renewable energy smartphones and it's just it, I think it's harder for me to buy into a newer version of that you know I think the the idea of just like car chases and everything that's cool and everything mm-hmm. but I don't I don't think it's going to be... I think it's going to underwhelm. So, you don't believe that we could have an apocalyptic type of world anymore? No, I think we do. Because that's basically what's happened in Mad Max. Have you seen the original Mad Max movies? I saw the original Mad Max. Not not that one. Oh, no, I've seen Road Road Warrior. Yeah. Is it Road Warrior? I don't know which one. I've seen the first one, like yeah. before the dystopian thing, and then it shows mm-hmm. him in his dystopian thing. I haven't seen the dystopian ones, but I know enough of the premise yeah. behind them. I think that you can have an apocalyptic world. I just don't think you can have that apocalyptic world. It's harder to buy into now because you've had apocalyptic worlds so differently now. Like you've had like movies like District 9, Elysium, which happens to be the same guy, so I know yeah. it's referencing, <laughs> but... I mean, uh, Book of Eli even did it differently, which I never saw, but I understood enough of the premise. But mm-hmm. it's just like that dystopian idea, you know, like Hunger Games is dystopian. Mm-hmm. And it's just that idea of just like people running around trying to chase down cars. Just I don't feel like it's going to work. It's not I think it might be a good movie. I just don't see it as a success. Yeah, I would see. I would actually watch the second, watch the second one, Beyond Thunderdome with Tina Turner. Please disregard you, her. Yeah, Please disregard her like, acting in the movie, uh-huh. okay? You're going to tell me to watch a movie but, with Tina Turner's ass. But I believe it's going to be better than the other ones that are coming out. Because Jurassic World, you're, you're just rehashing the same three stories you you've already Pratt. done. It doesn't he's, matter. But the thing is, Don't get me wrong. He's great. He did great in Guardians of the Galaxy. But it's the same story for a fourth time. But it's an open park. So what? It's still it just this, means more people it's are gonna die. Dinosaurs. That's all it is. It's just dinosaurs now, killing people. Now I haven't watched That's Godzilla yet, but I want to see Godzilla. But I think I've that, seen Godzilla. But I don't. Godzilla was kind of on a larger scale, but I think that whole creature kind of like horror movie kind of deal. I think that's yeah, that could work. <sighs> I it's just that. Yeah. I mean, Godzilla was just Godzilla. It wasn't. It was. Let's just put it this: way. it was better than the Matthew Broderick one, but it wasn't harder to be better than that one. Did you know the original, like the Japanese Godzilla team, like the the guys that owned Godzilla in Japan? I guess they bought back the rights from like Fox or Universal, whoever <laughs> it made the Godzilla in two thousand one. Yeah. Then they brought him over into a Japanese Godzilla movie just so the Japanese Godzilla could kill the American Godzilla. <laughs> I'm like, that is some bitterness if that I had is, ever tampered that, That's some bitterness for real. So, so then let's talk about last place. Terminator, Terminator Genesis. Genesis. Okay, I will admit, right up front, when I finally saw the trailer and I saw the premise that mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger's been talking about, 
it kind of intrigued me. I was like, that is a clever way to make yourself relevant in a film franchise that you clearly are not relevant. Yeah, I mean, I'm just not that excited for it. I'm, I'm just not. You know, it's Terminator again. It's the damn killer robot. Rise of the Machines was horrible. It was just horrible. It's I mean, kind of boring. You couldn't, you couldn't get the casting better. You know, by casting my man, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the dude that played John Connor. His name. Oh, I know you're talking. I yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the kid that played John Connor. You couldn't get better at casting. But the whole premise of the movie was just pitiful. See, but and Salvation, eh, I mean, the only good thing about Salvation is if you watch the director's cut, you get to see Moon, Moon Bloodgood's tits. That's about it. That, that's it. You're in the damn tits. Yeah. I'm a red-blooded homo- heterosexual male, so leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's just... Uh, it, after watching the preview of it, I was not at Nick that Stahl. intrigued. Nick Stahl. Nick I knew Stahl. it was Nick something. I couldn't remember his last name. Nick yeah, Stahl. Nick Stahl. <laughs> but you couldn't get a more better John Connor destitute running away from every living thing or anything that's ever technology. You couldn't get more better than that. But Salvation, you tried to... Bank off of Christian's be- Christian Bale's hype, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though I saw that in theaters, I don't know why I saw it in theaters. Uh, it was a guy's thing. It was like, okay, let's go watch this this you know big action blow up movie. And yeah, <laughs> um, no no comment there. I think I think it has potential just because at a certain point, I think a problem with like. So I think like okay, take like Fast and Furious for example. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a film franchise that like went from like being like street racing to more street racing to more street racing, and then out of nowhere they were like, "We're gonna stop trying to be something serious. We're gonna stop trying to be the next best thing. We're going to do the craziest, most ab- absurd things in a movie with cars <laughs> and we're just gonna have a good time with it and you know what they've gotten they, seven nine sequels out of it now yeah and it, that's a, a that's movie. a franchise that should have died a long time ago and yeah. somehow they jolted up some life into it and i think that's something that like for terminator that's mm-hmm. an, or even jurassic world this is something that you could potentially have like just something that kind of like you're not trying to be anything fun. You're not trying to be as iconic as your first one because you're not going to have that. But if you could just have dumb fun with it. Yeah, but see, even even with the Fast and Furious movies, I mean, yeah, you're saying they're doing some of the most outlandish things with cars, but they still built death, tragedy, love, um, exploration, reconnecting. Which one's love? Which one's love? Well, I mean, they built up love. I mean, hell, I what? I'm fast and furious. Love? Yeah, you gotta think about it. He's going back to get Letty. He's gotta find her again. That was Fast and Furious 6. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, that oh, was 6. I think the last one I saw was Fast. Yeah, Fast. And fast I have a couple to catch up on. Huh? Yeah, Fast 6, he goes back and tries to get Letty because Letty has that. amnesia. Spoiler well alert. Watch, might as well watch She's All That. <laughs> you know, but hell, I mean, you're looking at that. That ain't a spoiler alert. That was in the damn trailers. <laughs> yeah. So. He's he's finding Letty again, you know, and they're trying to make themselves right. You see them yeah. trying to no longer be the bad guys, but be the heroes. Yeah. So you have the reestablishment of the characters. You're you're reconfiguring the characters 
you know, you're putting them in a different light now. Yeah. So the fast, fast franchise, but I don't think there's anything more you can do with dinosaurs. One, because what are you going to do? I mean, you're open to park now. Whoop de do. And you're still going to have a killing spree. Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, I I hate the whole judgments for the most part of most movies. Um, the but I mean, it's interesting that you know three old franchises from the nineties are attempt or you know, I think eighties and nineties and eighties are attempting to make a a, a huge comeback in twenty fifteen. Actually, yeah. even just the Star Wars, you know, franchise yeah. it was I really. Mean, Really hit its height in the seventies and eighties and nineties. Yeah, um, it really uh, the it hit its height its height of heights in the two thousands because that's when they started to release episodes one, twos, and threes well, in the late nineties, early two thousands. Let's be honest. But, once the first one came out, it was pretty much just like yeah. it was just like a snowball effect. It was just going to get bigger and bigger. Yeah, but I don't see that happening with Terminator because they're still doing the same story. It's the same story with a twist. With a very small twist. It's not a humongous twist. It's well, still a twist. I mean, it's just a, a small thing. Wait, it's got an Asian guy now as the T-1000. You or just no, like that because uh, you're Asian. I do, yes. That's very true. And you're just happy that it's Storm Shadow. It is Storm Shadow, isn't it? Yes, that is Storm Shadow. For those that did not know, Storm Shadow is playing the Terminator in this right. one. So, so, there you go. So, okay. So, here's another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, two movies. Um, Mission Impossible 5. I just completely lost interest on First of all, I stopped watching Mission Impossible after the first Mission Impossible. I have not seen two. I have not seen three. I have not seen four. And I damn sure I'm not going to see five. The only thing I've seen of two is Thondi Newton pulling a necklace out of her cleavage. That's it. Well, you really do yeah. uh, keep up with the... Uh... <laughs> Hell, the only reason to watch Beloved is to see her butt naked. <laughs> and she's pregnant. So it's like um, I like I like the second one. John Woo did a really good job with that movie. I like the fourth Wait a second. one. Isn't that the one where they fight with motorcycles? They don't fight with motorcycles. No, they fight with motorcycles don't like they're swords, don't they? No. Yes, they do. No, they don't. don't lie. I'm not don't, lying. Do they, do they not take the wheel of the motorcycle, the front wheel of the motorcycle, and hit them against no. each other? No. Which, which one is that? I don't think that's in your mom. That is one of them. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, that's Torque. Yeah. You know, know what? They did it in Mission Impossible. They didn't want it in Mission Impossible. Well, they too. have a motorcycle, like, chase, and they kind of, like, run by each other, and then they, like, run at each other, <laughs> and then do, like, this weird chicken thing, but they don't fight <laughs> with the actual motorcycle. This isn't the one. <laughs> yeah, um, I haven't watched. Well, I saw the beginning, I think, of three where Carrie Russell's head explodes. <laughs> <laughs> After that, I just turned it off. I'm like, I, I can't do this. I, this. This is another franchise that is like a perfect example. It's like the first one, they try to be like this really serious espionage movie. The second one, they got a lot more action-y and less espionage And then the third one, it's more like espionage again. And then the fourth one was like this good, perfect blend, in my opinion, of just good espionage and good action. And again, just dumb fun. They're not yeah. trying to be anything serious. They're not trying to be anything Listen, creative. The only th- reason I would watch the fourth one is it's because good. Paula Patton's in it. Is she? Yes. That would be my only Who's reason Paula to Patton? watch it. Is that the one with... Uh, That's Robin Thicke's wife. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's still probably sad about Or ex-wife now. <laughs> okay, so the big one that we've been holding off on... Now, I made you watch the trailer. I told yes. you you had to watch the trailer. I watched the trailer. So, Ant-Man. 
Not not a fan. I not <laughs> Ant Man. It looked cheesy as all get out. I mean, you have Michael Douglas. You got Paul Rudd, and I like Paul Rudd. I really do. I like Paul Rudd, but it's just to me, it's like Thor. It, that's exactly what it's, it's like Thor. See, I think it's gonna be like kind of to me. It's gonna be kind of like in the middle between Thor and Iron Man Two, where it's like. I wouldn't, okay, let me repreface it. Like, Iron Man <laughs> 1 and Thor. Like, it's probably better than Iron... Probably better than Thor, but not probably as good as Iron Man. Yeah. His, I saw the Comic-Con footage. I don't know if you ever saw the Comic-Con footage um, with Ant-Man. And it was basically, like, he kept shrinking. And, like, he would, like... Like, this guy, like, brought his gun out. And then he would shrink. And then he was, like, running on the barrel of his gun. And then he'd get bigger again. And, like... Like, freaking pretty much land on the guy's face. So it was, like, some pretty interesting, like, creative combat. But I'm not... My thing is this. Like, when you watch the trailer, I'm He's not... He's flying on a bee, man. He's riding on a bee in a trailer. That's a wasp. And Whoop that's de- part of his... whoop de That's part of his, like, cool character. Okay, let's be honest. I was never really an Ant-Man. <laughs> I think Adam is a way more interesting character, which is the DC... It's basically like the DC equivalent to yeah. Ant-Man, yeah. was like, oh, this is... Yeah. You know, this is uh, Adam. Yeah, no, I um, remember Adam. Adam would shrink and grow big, and he had this stuff going around. Well, because he would be able to shrink as small as, like, an act. And like an actual like an atom, atom, and he could which like it's not visible to the yeah, but whatsoever. he could like write radio waves, and he could do all this. It, it just was more creative. He was a scientist, which technically <laughs> so Michael isn't, Douglas isn't Ant Man supposed to be a scientist? Too? Well, technically, Ant Man is like is like it's one of those people where they have like several people take on Ant Man. Mm-hmm. So technically, Hank Pym, who is Michael Douglas's character, he. He's the scientist. And then, yeah. And then apparently, um, Scott Lang, he is like a thief who takes on the role. The Ant Man persona. Exactly. Now, what exactly kind of puts that together? No one knows, but I know that that's something. I know nothing about Ant Man. I probably know as much about Ant Man as I know about Doctor Strange, and I've already proven I don't know shit about him. Um, But I think the biggest thing for me is like, it really seemed like they're trying to go to a dark tone. And that is one thing I've always kind of had an issue with is I kind of feel like Marvel movies have never like, they've kind of always had like a very, um, like kind of gimmicky kind gimmicky of gimmicky family type thing. You not even on. just family, but just like, they want, all, they want everything to be bright and attractive. That's what yeah. they want to do because they want to pull kids in. They want to sell to, um, a, a younger age. So that everything has to be bright and colorful. And, you know, it has to be on a line where it can be adaptable to the children. They can talk about it. They can see, they can recite lines from the movie. Ant-Man, you're going, you're taking the wrong character and trying to make him dark. <laughs> that is not a dark character whatsoever. I mean, damn, his name is Ant-Man. Well, I mean, technically speaking, like, he, <clears throat> he has some interesting things. I know, like, Hank Pym was, like, the first, like, person to be, like, involved in domestic abuse. Like, he'd be in his wife or something. Yeah. And he did create Ultron. He did create I, Ultron. And that's the thing. It's like, okay, the whole reason... I thought Ant-Man created Ultron. He, he created did, that in artificial the intelligence. He did. 
And now, and then now they're just giving it. Now they're giving it to the Avengers. No, no, they're giving it to Tony Stark. Tony Stark, I think, basically Tony Stark is going to make Ultron, and so he's going to be like, "Oh, I'm going to throw my suits back on because mm-hmm. I had one more in the closet I didn't tell you guys about when I exploded the rest of them." Yeah, when I blew up all three, all forty-two of them, and Iron Man it was three. A waste. Um, Such a waste of the suits. And you know, then he comes back and he's like, "Hey, surprise! I'm back!" And I'm just like, "This is oh my god." Um. So yeah, I'm interested. Uh, one thing I found interesting, and I, I don't have to hear your point. So there was some rumors going around that Jeremy Renner said that he was going to record some more Hawkeye scenes, hmm. and I think that it's interesting because when Avengers One came out, Hawkeye was like the sad little <laughs> redheaded stepchild that nobody wanted. He talk was. To. He was like the kid that peed the bed all the time. I mean, you got to think about it, man. He he had like. Three action scenes in the entire movie, and that was it. Jeremy Renner is an Oscar-nominated actor I who has is. five minutes in the, one of the biggest movies of the last decade. Believe me, I know. I like Jeremy and Renner. And so what's interesting to me about this is that I think Marvel is reacting to DC, which a lot of people say DC always reacts to Marvel because of the movies thing, and I find mm-hmm. it interesting that now they're trying to get Hawkeye more screen time to be like, hey, look, we have an archer, too. Yeah. He doesn't wear a hood. He just doesn't wear a hood. And, and, you know, we call him Hawkeye. Yeah. You know, his arrows are different because he can just click his bow and, hey, look, my arrow is now this. But, no, they're making... I would like to see more of Hawkeye, but it's not going to work for Marvel. It just isn't. Yeah. It, it, it just isn't. They, they don't have the... They don't have the time to sit there and build it. It's like I was reading a story. They were talking about how it's like, okay, you got all these super strong, powerful women. You have them out there. But why doesn't Black Widow have her own movie? I don't think Black Widow could carry her own movie. I think Especially now after we've sat there and watched Captain America 2 and she has to build a whole entire persona. I mean, that's a start. She has to build a whole new life again, but... I don't think she's, I don't, not that Scarlett Johansson is not strong enough to carry a movie by herself. I don't think the character is strong enough to carry a movie by herself. I think the character could be strong enough. It's just with the right kind. I think personally, like, it's better to have it as like a two hour, like, special on S.H.I.E.L.D. But, I mean, Scarlett Johansson ain't going to do no guest appearance for two hours on S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, hell no. She hasn't been on S.H.I.E.L.D. once. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised they even got Samuel Jackson on it. Yeah, nice. I'm shocked that they put that he actually showed up and did some scenes on Shield. Yeah, so I mean, we'll, we'll definitely see, but uh, I would definitely be very intrigued by that. Um, so I think that covers all of 2015. Do you have any other interesting things that you're excited about for 2015? Shoes, games. Um, well, Nike announcements, Reebok for my for my sneakerheads out there, yeah. you will know that Nike, or this is the 30th anniversary of the Jordan. The first Air Jordan was released in 1985. We are now in 2015, so we're looking at 30 different renditions of the Air Jordan. So I'm looking forward to them bringing out some more retros that we haven't seen yet. I would really like to see a Retro 16 come out. I would love, love, love for Nike to retro Rodman's um, Shake and Destruct. For those that don't know, you know, that's one of Dennis Rodman's shoes. Great shoe. 
they came out with it in a shaky valve. It was horrible. <laughs> so I want to see them actually retro the shoe, the actual shoe itself. But just remember, 30 years of Air Jordan shoes. There's not another company on the planet that can sit there and say that they've had 30 different renditions of one, t- one shoe, one brand or one name shoe like that. You can sit there and say, oh, yeah, they have DC has all these shoes from Rob Durdick. Rob Durdick shoes are not as trans are not as universal as a Jordan, period. Michael Jordan hasn't played in the league since 1998, and he still continues to make an Air Jordan shoe. So you do the math on that one. All I know is that a man will never work a day in his life, and then his kids won't work a day in his life. His butlers won't work a day in their life. No. Jordan his, doesn't work a day in his life now. That's why he. That's why the Charlotte Bobcats team has never been that good. Or I'm sorry, not the Charlotte Bobcats, but the Charlotte Hornets. Now you know they're back to the Hornets. I don't know if you knew that. You don't care because you don't follow sports. But sports is so confusing for you. It's confusing. No, it's just confusing. Okay, for you, it's confusing. You know, when a video game comes out, it stays as a video game. It don't change its name halfway through playing it. You know, it doesn't just go. I don't feel like being, you know, Batman Arkham Knight. I feel like being Batman Sunny Sunshines. What are you talking about? <laughs> like basketball teams that constantly change. Like sports is constantly changing. Like it's never anything consistent. Just when I think I have like an idea of my teams that I actually follow, it's like, oh, that guy doesn't play for you guys anymore. Of course he doesn't. Oh, that guy got hurt. Yeah. It's, it's, because, it's because sports takes place in real life. Video games don't. Exactly. See, it's so much more easier that way. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that, I think, will be the end of today's podcast, then. Um, once again, I'm Zach, Nerdy Wise Guy. I'm Movie Master J. Um, you can follow me at WiseGuy88212. Feel free to like, subscribe, share with your friends, listen at work, do whatever you need to. Uh, get the podcast out there. The more viewers, more listeners, the better topics and better uh, productivity and production I can get out of this. Yeah. The more people that actually start to listen to this and you know, download and all that, you may actually have Movie Master J sign up for Twitter or an even email account. So until that time, see you guys next time.